And now, it's time for the Tech EU Drive at 5 with Robin Bouters and Dan Taylor. Let's do this. Well, all right, all right, all right. You have found it. This is the Tech EU Drive at 5. I am your host, Dan Taylor, and we are the droids you're looking for. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. As you might have noticed on the Tech EU website today, we have dedicated our coverage to stories coming out of and on or around Ukraine. And to kick things off, earlier today, I spoke to Reface co-founder and CEO Dima Schwetz. Joining me now is Reface CEO and co-founder Dima Schwetz on this special edition of The Drive at Five. Thanks for joining us, Dima. I know it, uh, you've got a very, very busy day, so thanks for the time for sitting down with me today. How are you? Where are you? What's happening? What's going on? Yeah, thanks, thanks Dan, for having me. Uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure. I'm pretty okay, despite the fact that uh, February 24th is a specific date in our history. But uh, nevertheless, uh, I'm happy to be here and give you some prospects on our story and Ukrainian entrepreneurs. And in the meantime, I appreciate uh, TechU podcasts and you and Robin. We have some story with you. One of the like first Reface big podcasts started from TechU podcast. So happy to be there. Very good. Well, once again, thanks for joining us. Uh, tell us a little bit about Reface. Just give us, you know, the overview, what it does, how it came about, what it is. Uh, Reface, it's a Ukrainian company. We started on uh, in the heart of Kiev Podil. And uh, our intention was always make great AI, ML-related technologies and transform that into mind-blowing consumer products. And um, that was our and our main mission and vision at that point before all this generative AI hype and everything's going on, which is really great. But our mission was to empower people's communication through digital self-expression. And uh, we, you might know us for our flagship uh, app, Reface, yeah. which uh, become super viral. It has been super novel. And now it accounts for more than 250 million downloads. And it's used across the globe for everybody might know us and Cristiano Ronaldo, Miley Cyrus, uh, Justin Bieber, all the celebrities and collaborations, more than 70 collaborations promoting their videos and content through the face was done. One of the most remarkable you might noticed was uh, Matrix movie. Which mm -hmm. were officially launched on Reface even before going to the cinemas, you know, like so. It was we are like the first company in this space to make official, I think, official partnership with Universal, uh, who is Warner Brothers. Nice, that was very nice. Yeah, yeah. So that's we. Uh, but what is most important? Uh, we always wanted and doing and believed building a company from scratch from Ukraine as we call it, to have the Silicon Valley uh, style wipe out from Kiev. And we continue doing that. So one of the main visions alongside, uh, you know, ML content creation and doing some crazy apps, consumer frontier apps, is to build a first ever big consumer company from Ukraine. And we are on our way. It sounds like it. Uh, now you're in, I'm in London. You're in London right now, correct? Yeah, right, right. Tell us a little about where the staff... Now, you've mentioned Kiev a number of times. But where where, where are the staff located now? Uh, main of our team is uh, located... Like I guess 45% of team now is in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. uh, when uh, the war started, most of them were in Kiev. But uh, now we did a lot to actually 
to make sure that the company and our people are safe. So um, in summer, we rented several hotels in the Western Ukraine. And to make sure that it has all the necessary capacities and infrastructure as Starlinks, heaters, uh, energy supply. So a lot of our team are actually there working um, remotely. And in the meantime, I guess uh, half of our Ukraine team are back to Kiev. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I know, I mean, like, we are staying resilient despite rising amounts of air rates, even shelling and attacks on infrastructure. But in the meantime, people want to be in their native city. They have all the necessary in terms of capabilities infrastructure. And uh, besides, alongside this Truskovets fortress, as we call it, Truskovets is a city in the western part of Ukraine where a lot of our employees and partners are now located. So what is really important that we still have Reface office in Kiev downtown. It's open to all employees, both as a workplace and a bomb shelter in the case of attacks. Wow. So we, so we actually equipped a safe uh, place in the basement. And uh, every employee is required to go down in, in the assault warning. Hmm. And like many other responsible and generally it's inevitable businesses in Ukraine, we bought portable generators, heaters, Starlings and other equipment. So to make the office autonomous in case of power outages. Since the beginning of the war, what changes have you had to make within the company outside of staffing? Uh, a lot of. I mean, like, uh, it was super challenging year. Yeah, it definitely affected our daily business. Let's call it routine. In terms of Russians attacking our infrastructure and all this uh, bad stuff that was going on. But uh, we continued operating. And I think that Ukrainian people and specifically refations, as we call reface employees work and our partners, uh, we continued working despite any circumstances. So uh, those issues with infrastructure, uh, like critical infrastructure, they definitely uh, impact our productivity. Yeah? But in the meantime, people become more united. People become more focused on work. They, they have this inner understanding what is important and what is not. And being down, double downing on their job and their mission, they managed to launch uh, our new feature. You maybe heard about them, Reface Avatars, mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. a continuation of what we did with face swap, lip sync reenactment, and other technologies. People uh, continued working on different initiatives related to Reface, and the company now is financially stable. We are doing well. And everybody, a lot of our partners and people across the globe, thought it was almost, you know, a miracle that uh, we not just survived, we not just continued working efficiently and effectively, but it seems, but it, uh, but we become really sustainable business that continues to operate and uh, doesn't do any layoffs. And we continue building our dream and still supporting Ukraine and building great products. But what is even not less crucial now that our employees uh, and we were dedicated to support Ukraine and help Ukraine in different ways, not building on our products. Informationally, we launched a lot of campaigns, maybe heard at the beginning of invasion. We uh, sent tens of millions, uh, like more than 10 millions push notifications to our Russian audience showing the truth 
and giving them access to trustworthy media sources. And in two weeks, understanding that nothing works, those people don't care uh, at that point about uh, being, people being killed in Ukraine and about all this tragic stuff was going on. And we banned like uh, Russian market and closed the app there. Uh, we did a lot of information campaigns in the biggest news uh, magazines like the Washington Post, uh, New York Times, information, like TechCrunch, wherever. And uh, we did a lot of initiatives supporting people on the front line. So, yeah, we did mm -hmm. donations to different funds. Yeah, we truly support one of the biggest uh, funds, which is called United24. Maybe you heard about this mm -hmm. government-related sure. fund with celebrities and support uh, people like Andrei Shevchenko, like uh, Usyk and other people from prominent people and sportsmen from Ukraine. And we... Uh, on the Independence Day on August 24, we did a, a walk, we call it Independence Day walk, where uh, with United24 fundraising platform, uh, those virtual independence walk dedicated to Ukrainian Independence Day. And Ukrainians and their supporters worldwide were invited to join the movement by creating a personalized video with the background of Ukrainian cities. And to participate in that project, people uh, had to make a symbolic donation of 24 USD. And oh, all nice. collected money yeah, were used for the needs of Ukraine, and we are the United 24 platform. But uh, in the meantime, we launched Reface Fund, to raise funds for the humanitarian needs of civilians and defenders, and already raised more than 200K. And intention was to help people on the front line, some friends of our employees, our friends, people who we know in need. And we understood that these horizontal grassroots initiatives are vitally important because some people uh, need help now in terms of, you know, uh, like now, mm. <laughs> like mm -hmm. in an hour, in two hours. And yeah. these big governmental funds are really great in terms of infrastructure, big uh, humanitarian aid and other kind of aid. But uh, if we can help it like just now and buy on our own some stuff and make it really fast in terms of bureaucracy and distribution, we understood that we need to do that. And we did it. And now it helped a lot of, a lot of you know, civilians and our fighters and our military forces on the front line. Uh, right. So, I mean, like, it's really important to understand that for now, Every Ukrainian company, not only tech companies, but generally entrepreneurs, they're united to help Ukraine. And I think it's obvious for the world now that uh, those new systems that Ukrainians showed, that you shouldn't wait for somebody on the top, on the vertical, to tell you what to do, for example. You can organize and those these, you know, horizontal tribes on different segments and segments and do much more and support both top to bottom, bottom to top initiatives by horizontal distribution. And Ukrainians show that it works much more efficient. And it's like startup. Yeah, we have this MVP iterating these initiatives, uniting with those who support us, helping military forces, helping our like uh, country and coming back, eliminating what doesn't work and adding what works even better and then continuing, continuing and understanding that it's important. And why we continue that? Because for us, it's existential. Yeah, it's existential willingness to become, to live, to be independent country and to be independent people in our independent state. So that is the 
inner intention that couldn't be somehow killed or diminished. That is why we are so powerful in our uniteness. Dima, I know it's got to be an emotional day for you. Thank you for sharing your story with us. I'm going to let you get back to the job of running a company. Thanks so much for joining us. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Yeah. First, thank you so much for recognizing and noticing this date for us Ukrainians. Second, I believe that we should continue speaking about Ukrainian, about Ukrainians, not only in the way of uh, governmental support and giving us weapons and super crucial and giving us uh, resources to overcome such uh, bad Russian invasion and attitude and um, in this war, but what is really important to speak and to find the new ways to speak about the situation, what is going on, to speak about Ukraine, to speak about Ukrainian entrepreneurs, to speak about us as independent com- country companies that bring our products to the world in the circumstances that are not so usually comfortable. Yeah, be building entertainment products, actually being in a bomb sh- shelters, and uh, it's not so easy. But mm. people doing that. And we believe that giving that example to the world, we empower and we somehow helping other nations to show that everything is possible. If you organize, if you believe that your values, Western civilization values and the human rights and human life is the most important part of the life, everything is possible. Despite the rule of power yeah, and the rule of uh, big uh, countries, autocratic countries that uh, want only to use the rule of power. So just we need to speak about support, show the power of Ukrainian entrepreneurship to the world. And uh, that is super crucial. Thank you for that. Slava Ukraini. Thank you, Dima. And now back to our regularly scheduled Drive at Five. Wow. I don't know about you, Robin, but uh, that was truly inspirational. Yeah, as, as I've seen from all of the stories on TechU today, like it's so humbling. Incredible. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, listen, folks, we have uh, we have filled your drive at five up. That's it. My name is Dan. Oh, no, wait. We should give you the news. What do you think, Robin? Should we give him some news of the week? A little bit. A little bit. All right. All right. Well, we'll kick it off. There's been some uh, not so great times at what? Zalando this week. I was in Hong Kong all week, so I have no idea. I have no idea what happened this week. Tell me. <laughs> well, as, as regular listeners might know, I uh, like to talk about the very positive things happening in the tech industry. Uh, and that includes layoffs, uh, lots of layoffs. Uh, again, uh, Zalando, uh, I think, is the most notable one. Uh, the founders and the CEO put, uh, put out an online update and a memo to young employees uh, in which they wrote over the last few years, uh, some parts of our company have expanded too much and we have added a degree of complexity to our organization that impacted our ability to act fast. That's something that we've been hearing quite a lot from companies these days. Uh, and as a result, at Zalando at least, uh, there are hundreds of uh, quote-unquote overhead roles uh, that will be t- essentially shed in a company-wide restructuring uh, going forward. So uh, and that's despite that the company just reached 50 million customers. For those who don't know, it's a huge e-commerce company here in Europe, of course. Uh, 50 million customers and still that many pandemic tailwinds to have to lay off hundreds of people. Uh, so that's uh, quite a notable one. Uh, another one is Ericsson. Uh, the telecoms gear maker, they plan to cut about uh, 1,400 jobs. So that's quite a lot over in Sweden as part of a broader plan to, of course, reduce costs globally, uh, as we've seen a lot again, and we're going to see more of. 
Great positive news. Thanks so much, Thank Robin. You. Moving on. But 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 seriously, Ericsson, what are, I didn't even know they were still in business. I mean, aren't they like you know, I I mean I hear Ericsson, I start thinking like Blackberry. What what does Ericsson do? Yeah, but you're thinking of the the sort of consumer uh Sony facing the side Sony of the Ericsson thing. Yeah, exactly, but Ericsson is a very very serious uh, telco gear and infrastructure provider uh competing with the likes of uh Huawei for example. So, yeah, they're they're still a really big deal in that field. Huawei. 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 There you go. There you go. Well, as I said, I spent uh, the past two weeks in Hong Kong, which was quite nice. That, that's actually how I know how to pronounce Huawei and Xiaomi and all those other fun names. Uh, but while I was there, I got time to have a look at Quantum Motion Technologies, who, uh, man, it, I don't know, it, you know, 2023, we're only, what, just wrapping up the second month, but it, it's turning into the year of quantum. Uh, we've seen a lot of stories coming out of France. But the UK isn't going to take that. I mean, the UK and France have always had a great relationship. Um, so the Quantum Motion, they raised uh, uh, a record, a UK record breaking 42 million in a Series B round, which apparently, according to Quantum Motion representatives, when you get into Series B in deep tech, that doesn't matter anymore. Like Series doesn't matter. Is that right, Robin? I don't know. I don't know what that means. Everyone thinks about this differently. It doesn't really matter in general, I would say. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Series B, Series B extension, Series extension, B, B, A, A, B. Anyway, Quantum, uh, they raised a record-breaking $42 million, uh, which is aimed at supporting, quote, supporting the company's continued development of silicon processors. I asked them specifically what that meant, and the word I got back was that a portion of this funding will allow Quantum Motion to work more closely with Tier 1 founders during the validation process. So apparently uh, it's been a, a remote kind of thing. Uh, a, number, uh, a number of their foundries, the guys making these things, are, are in continental Europe. And uh, this money, a part of this money will allow them to work more closely. Basically, uh, that sounds like a paid vacation ski trip to me. But, you know, I jest, I jest, I jest. And uh, prior to that, uh, Oxford Quantum Circuits, uh, another UK quantum uh, company, the previous record was $38 million. So... Lots of money pouring into quantum, and uh, I can't wait to get my hands on my first quantum MacBook, really. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> yeah, it's a really interesting field these days. Uh, we're also going to have a panel on uh, quantum computing, of course, at the TechU Summit, 24 May in Brussels. Um, but uh, yeah, that's one of the topics I'm, I'm personally looking a lot forward to. Yeah. Well, when is that summit again, Robin? It is Wednesday, 24th of May at Brussels Expo. Thank you for asking, Dan. Appreciate it. Sounds like a good excuse to go to Brussels to me. All right. Well, listen, we are running out of time. And I know I know you've got you always do this to me. A couple of quick things. I'm looking I'm, I'm looking at your list here. Ready? Go. Hit me. I promise to be fast. So Bunk, you know, these guys, they were also on stage at TechU Summit last year. Uh, they're the second largest neobank in the EU and they're the first of its kind to report a quarterly profit. Yay. Good for them. Uh, and then Ooh. we have on the other side of the fence, uh, struggling uh, very much the UK-based online car retailer Kazoo. Uh, they've agreed to sell its German subscription business Cluno for an undisclosed sum. Uh, then Mercedes-Benz, also in Germany, the German car maker for those who live on another planet. Uh, they said on Wednesday they've teamed up with Google on navigation and they will offer quote-unquote supercomputer-like performance in every car with automated driving sensors as it seeks to compete with, guess, 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 Tesla. And of course, all the other uh, uh, electric vehicle brands coming from China and other places. And then uh, I also was, was going to mention that the 
uh, French government and the government-backed uh, La French Tech Initiative. Uh, they've come up with this uh, sort of an annual list uh, of 120 top-performing startups in France right now with a special category for the top 40. So make sure you go out, check out the La French Tech uh, website to see which startups in France are really, really hot these days. Uh, and then finally, also in Paris, actually, I guess they're a bit all over the place, but also based in Paris, is the exchange operator Euronext, and they've made an offer to buy the B2B Wealthtech platform Allfunds for about 5.5 billion euros in cash and stock. So that's one to watch for sure. That was very quick. Do you know what that actually sounded like to me? That sounded like the disclaimer on a pharmaceutical commercial. Yeah, and they even have that on TV in the US, I hear. Yeah, they do. They do. They put the this yeah. product maybe. Blah, 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 blah. It's like that's a legal requirement. So weird to me. So strange. It, it, the U.S. is a very strange place to me as well. Listen, Robin, we are running out of time. I know I'm going to give you one more. I know you've got your one more thing. Take me home, Robin. Let's do this. Yes, and this time it's actually positive news. I mean, for those who care, at least. Uh, International Data Corporation, IDC, uh, they recently published some new forecasts for the European AI market. So the artificial intelligence market, very hot right now, also in Europe. Uh, they predict that the interest industry will notch up about a 25.5% uh, CAGR for the kids out there. That's compound annual growth rate. Uh, so essentially annual growth rate from 2022, that was last year, uh, to 26 will be about 25% according to them. That's quite a lot. And the upshot is that despite the, you know, the typical market turmoil, anxieties, all the layoffs that we've mentioned in the beginning, the AI industry could actually be worth, according to IDC, almost $200 billion in turnover by the end of the forecast period, by 2026. So that's, uh, I think, some silver lining. Jeez. Wow, that, that definitely is. I mean, I myself am looking forward to the convergence of AI and quantum computers, and then basically we can just kiss humanity goodbye. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us for The Drive at Five. My name is Dan Taylor. Yours is not. I've been joined, as always, by Pink Floyd bassist Roger Waters. Special guest this week. Big thanks going out to Dima Schwitz from Reface. We are out of here. Thank you so much for listening. Slava Ukraine. I knew I was going to butcher the pronunciation.